Okay. Jim Joyce, it's Wednesday. We did it. Another episode kicking on. We're starting to get our pace, Eugene. I, I was going to say, we're getting into that cadence slowly but surely. Um, I know, right. actually, we, we had all of good intentions, just like, you know, everybody sets kind of goals and resolutions to do it every week this year. But we were also right. realistic that now that we're out and about. So I know yesterday you were at the yep. yesterday, last week, uh, we missed because uh, you were at JPM Zoo and there's a hundred thousand people to see so hopefully that was right. fruitful productive good for you yeah it's fr fruitful active you know energized a bit exhausted all those things all those lovely things in one shot all, all at once i think it's the first well outside of the when the pandemic hit uh is the first one that i missed in a while outside of that yeah so. well there hasn't been, there hasn't been one for two years right now right because it was i think we missed two or three years uh for jp morgan so it's at least well, two. two. Two years, I think, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the same carry-on. It was so good. People are happy to see each other. And, um, you know, that, it seems like health has taken a lot of the digital health activity, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah. But I was actually talking to uh, an investor and they were saying, like, actually, it was a lot of investor-to-investor meetings, which is, I guess, interesting, right? Like, for, I guess, existing portfolios, it's syndication up, it's insuring they got yeah. cash, you know. So, and it was less startups, apparently, yeah. Anyway, the thing the, um, the thing about the space we operate in is always so much going on. Like if you get that many people in that kind of concentrated space, it's always going to be a bit exciting. So, yeah. Great. And I, you know, I, I was being sent selfies left and right. And that's that was my major FOMO around it. But hey, anyway, <laughs> um, so we have uh, as we're getting our cadence back, uh, we're I'm going to invite in um, another awesome more than just a podcaster and a youtuber um in digital health so fate the right. face the face of digital health or faces of digital health um <laughs> welcome chasa look at that professional mic Hi. the whole thing i hope it's working it's it working. is you're welcome it's clear <laughs> hi fidelity awesome great to see you chasa. I, yeah nice to see you too james after such a long time you know, Eugene, I don't know if you even know, but uh, James and I actually spoke two years ago uh, when I was doing a research about the landscape of everything that's out there in medication management. And I even included Health Beacon in my oh, documentary. Look, look at oh. that. That's right. I, I remember. <laughs> oh, I now James learned something new. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. I always like to be part of the landscape. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, welcome to the shot. Um, it's uh, it was it was time. It was time to have a fellow podcaster on. But I, I, obviously, there's a much more to you. So for our millions of viewers and listeners, take us through Chasa's life, um, please. OK, we got how time. many hours do we have? <laughs> Good time. I'm a small baby. OK. <laughs> cool. Um, okay, so very briefly, uh, I worked as a journalist for many, many years, ever since I was in high school, it, 
it was something that I knew that I wanted to be. So I worked as a journalist throughout high school, studied journalism, worked for various organizations already during my studies, and then uh, some ended up uh, at a medical journal for doctors. So on a monthly basis, we would report about new clinical guidelines, novelties in therapies. And uh, on top of that, I also did a master's in healthcare management and economics because uh, that uh, seemed like something that would help me with my reporting. And the uh, master's thesis that I uh, was working on was on how different uh, hospitals here in Slovenia, where I'm based, manage uh, their medications. So what kind of systems do they use? What kind of uh, challenges they see? So just a very broad overview that you can do with the master's thesis. And that was basically a really, really... uh, good basis for me to then uh, later join better which is where i also That's currently right. work so better Thomas, is right? healthcare it yes yeah. <laughs> do you yeah. want to say do you, you want to send him a message <laughs> just shout out we're gonna we're gonna shout out you know and the, and a fun mention so hi thomas <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um yeah so basically um better works on uh, various uh, things uh, we uh, really advocate for the use of open standards so you know use separate data from applications and achieve data persistency throughout the patient's life and independent of the institutions that the patient visits and uh, among the products that we have is a medication management system for hospitals and this is the team that I'm a part of so I work as a business developer um, for this team. So looking at how can we complement our um, product to just uh, yeah work with others in the space and make something even better. That's kind of in, in short and some somewhere in between, I guess I didn't mention that while I was still working at that medical journal that I mentioned, I already started uh, a podcast about uh, digital health and how different healthcare systems adopt technology i i focus on healthcare systems um and even when i left uh, journalism i wanted to keep it so 6 years later here i still am how many so episodes you, do you have now yeah i was going to ask the same question 250 <laughs> wow 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 and wow. so this That's is amazing. the faces of digital health right so you started that 6 years ago then wow okay yeah yeah Wow. Yeah, wow. It, it was first called something uh, something else. It was Medicine Today uh, on Digital Health, but then I renamed it, obviously, because that was a part of the magazine that I was working for. So so what excited you about wanting to become a journalist? Was it like, did you picture yourself like kind of, was it like Walter Mitty, like flying around the world, like uh, wartime correspondent, catching people out of inspiration? I think I just, had this idea that if you are a journalist, then you can learn a lot. You know, you can have a very broad uh, knowledge. You can research different things that you're interested in uh, without being having a tunnel vision on just one specific problem. Right. Um, so that was kind of my main motivation. And I wanted to, to test that hypothesis uh, during my high school and it seemed to work. So I continued. The problem is that, you know, um, 
with the rise of the internet, blogs and everything, it's uh, getting increasingly difficult for uh, media houses to, to survive. So that was one of the main reasons uh, why I also decided not to work as a full-time journalist uh, anymore. You know, Got it's it. crazy, right? And and I think it sounds like you were also earlier on in the adoption of podcasts. I mean, Jim and I just kind of, you know, we 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 came at the tail end Follow, here. <laughs> yeah, we just we just followed. Um, <laughs> but but right, I mean, uh, with the, all these advancements, I mean, anybody can stand stand up, you know, with a microphone, etc. And but I think this is why I think Jim and Case I avoid point. any Case fact. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, the the we're not telling stories here. We let our guests tell their stories, right? Because uh, I mean, there still needs to be real journalism backed with data, right? And 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 fact checking and and no fake news, right? Hashtag so. Mm. Uh, but um, where I was heading with this is um, I know, you know, I've had the pleasure to listen to a lot of the ep episodes. Um, and what I love about it, you do research uh unlike again jim and i and you know um, we just we just jump on the last minute and meticulously unproduce this um but how much effort does it take for you to prepare for a podcast like you know again for us it takes three seconds i think about right just to make sure that you know jim brushes his hair i you know but for you because you're while you do have a you know you're working with better yeah you're professional is, you're, you're professional, professional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, well, I do take at least a few hours usually to prepare the questions. It always depends on how close the topic is to me. But for example, um, I just recently had a discussion about uh, Chad GPT and Matt Palm mm -hmm. uh, in, oh, in yeah. healthcare, and and that one took a lot of uh, time and a lot of discussions with my colleagues from better who are data scientists so i could understand a little bit better how large language uh, models work we didn't really dive into that in that discussion but i um, always feel very comfortable if i have a background understanding when we're talking about technical uh, things so i can ask meaningful follow-up questions when i'm asking uh, the You'd be happy to know, Chasa. This was my while I was doing a little kitchen cleaning and making my breakfast, which in combination takes me and eating the breakfast. The combination takes me about an hour every morning. Um, that was the fifty-six minutes that I thoroughly enjoyed the discussion. And it was uh, I forget the gentleman's name. Uh, one guy is Israel from Israel, and then the other gentleman from uh, uh, France. Yes. Uh, what are the companies yes. again? Uh, so we'll um, Alexander Lebrun is the CEO of Nabla and uh, Israel Crush is the CEO of Hiro. And basically yeah. they have both been in the space for a very long time, work with healthcare systems or healthcare clients um, to provide the solutions for them. Not so to... what, so chat, yeah. I, I'm going to listen, I'm going to listen to it, but like, you got to tell us what, what'd you learn from chat, the research and from the conversation, what blew you away? Well, I think one one thing that I'm still kind of curious to see where it's going to go is the fact that, um, you know, we mostly hear and talk about, especially on social media, about uh, chat GPT, I think probably because it's so 
widely available and so easy to find and test and be amazed by what it can do. But then like for healthcare, you've got MedPalm, which is a large language model that's based on healthcare data on six really large and complex data sets specifically um, for medicine. And I don't see any more uh, reports about that or tests about that. I was just trying to figure out uh, before this discussion if if there is a way to test it, mm. because according to some media reports, it's open source, but I can't really uh, find anything. So I don't know, maybe we still need to do some, well, what, something what, more about that. What my aha moment was actually, and I, you know, I, again, I know at the periphery of it, but my aha moment was that the reason this kind of went more viral, I mean, GPT has gone through as a framework, as a language model, GPT itself has gone through, you know, stage one, two, now version three, four is coming out next year. But I think it was brilliant right. to put a chat interface that any one of us can chat with with that model, right? Or or the set of models. And I think that's what exploded it out, right? Um, so to your point, I think you can probably use the, the MedPal, just there's no chat interface that's open today, but... But I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's why I think it would be interesting if that would change, you know, for people in healthcare. I think yeah. that would be good to see because, uh, yeah, I mean, Chat GPT, it's it's a revolution for sure. I mean, we tried it uh, out at work, like we had to write a because um, we we in inside our team we've got this monthly newsletter, so we get updated on what the development is doing, what the product is doing, mm. and basically. Um, uh, our product team, uh, the the one that was in charge for creating a short report for us, kind of made a few iterations with ChatGPT. So the ChatGPT in the end turned our monthly update into a song, which was great for Christmas. Right. So it's so just like super fun. My my use case, uh, I joke around, but I communicate <laughs> with my uh, with my girls now. I tell ChatGPT to write me like a one paragraph um, or one one uh, one short poem, and that's how I communicate right. now. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know but, what, um, Peter Bursch, uh, he's the the host of uh, Talking Health Tech from Australia. He's a really good friend uh, and really kind person that uh, tends to put up with me a lot. So to, to share his knowledge um, with his community that he has managed to build in Australia. But he basically gave me the idea that if you just uh, drop the transcript uh, of a podcast episode Ooh. into Chat GPT and just say, Can you write me the podcast show notes? It would do it for you. That's our book. But there's a catch. There's a catch. <laughs> like I tried it once and it was perfect. But the next time I tried it, it said that the text is too long. So um, I don't know if something has changed that you can't really do that anymore. Wow. Okay. So you drop the text into it and then it kind of puts it into a story or what does what I, I dropped like I dropped I can I can actually share you the <laughs> uh the, the link to the post that I made I dropped yeah. a the um, uh, transcript of the podcast. Uh, podcast discussion that I had yeah um, uh, um and then I said can you tell me what the four key points of this discussion are right <laughs> and I got a good response so I just used that for a LinkedIn post 
Jim. That's awesome. I love it. I, you know, we'll figure out the limitation and we can actually say that this book, The Shadow of Digital Health Therapy, has been written by Chad GPT. Yeah. We've been, because we've been dying yeah. to write this book and we tried, we tried to get someone, we tried to outsource it and send notes to someone and tried to. Now you have the perfect outsourcing source. Yeah. yeah. This is awesome. This is, this is revolutionary. So we're going to publish the, um, the, the Shot of Digital Health. Yeah. All right. You know, my uh, my my husband was just <laughs> telling me today, like about the the revolution that ChatGPT is is causing. Yeah. That there was this like universities are now rethinking how they will teach and evaluate their students because there was a case where yeah. a philosophy uh, teacher, you know, read the best paper in the class the whole yeah. generation. Oh, and but like when he confronted the the author, something seemed off. You know, right, right. like the, it wasn't, yeah. there was not a, a large alignment. And then the student admitted that he used chat yeah. GPT to, to write it's, that paper. This is so wild. I don't know how to process this. I feel like we're, you know, as someone that's always like, you know, probably like you, like we're always looking for the angles and trying to find the different things inside business and, you know, where can we add value? This is so scary on one side. It's so exciting. And, and you know, exhilarating. But, you know, and right. this is not to get philosophical, but like any technology, including the original printing press, can be used for great yeah. and could be used for evil. Right. And so I think that's the kind of the reality of any new tech. Um, yeah. But you don't need to process it, Jim. Just process it through chat GPT. <laughs> How do I right, process it? I don't have to it? process it. <laughs> I always found like I always one of my always things I always thought, you know, was it was quite common for everyone to say it's like, you know, when Google came out and obviously one of the the second largest application for google was healthcare <laughs> was was healthcare and um we won't talk about the first but the first you know was just to kind of hey what's wrong with me and put it into google and then all you know as a, i remember at the time i was in pharmaceutical i was working with a lot of pharmaceutical sales reps and and you know the clinicians would be like oh that's so terrible the way people um you know, research their condition before they come in to see me because <laughs> now i have to deal with all this misinformation but it was so wrong because if you're informed and you're taking agency over your care and you're trying to research, yep. Hey, what's happening for you? Like the benefit of that is phenomenal, right? Like it's, if, think of how much, how many more people have been helped by that feature versus been harmed, right? You know, that side, but it was so scary to the medical uh, fraternity, yep. right? Like of, 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 of cultures. Now this is like, and, and I don't want to scary. I don't want to give anything away. We'll put it in in not show notes because we don't really have any show notes. Yeah. But on the LinkedIn in the comments, we'll <laughs> we we'll, do. Put, we'll put the link to Chas's the, the fifty six minutes that I thoroughly enjoyed and watched. Uh, oh, there you yeah. go. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But um, before you know, I, I I I wanted to learn a bit more about Slovenia uh, and what's yeah, going on in totally. the healthcare system there because I think the whole country is what two two and a half million people from what. I remember back in the day um, and probably many, many that watch our show are Americans, so they may not even know where Slovenia is. Um, I don't know. Just tell us a little bit about Slovenia. So. How much time do we in, have? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I won't spend that much time. No, Don't no. worry. Uh, so, <laughs> if you zoom in on, uh, you know, on the map of Europe to find Slovenia, you will see that it's shaped like a chicken. Okay. And Never noticed that. It's located. Yes, 
check it out. So it's uh, it's bordered with uh, Italy, Austria, Hungary, and Croatia. Um, and if you uh, go to New York Times and type in uh, Ljubljana, there's probably at least three or five articles about Ljubljana or Slovenia and how cool this place is. Um, so a really beautiful country uh, that people might want to visit uh, when it comes to healthcare. Um, as many other uh, healthcare systems across the, the world, the we are... Sorry, I'm interrupting, <laughs> but but I needed to show the chicken. I mean, that's actually never never looked at it that way. Oh yeah, cool. All right, but it is right. Yeah. So for the for the oh, people yeah. that are watching the YouTube versus listening, we showed the chicken. In 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 yes, the most famous Slovenian in the world is who? Chasa, of course. Ooh, you got me there because <laughs> I would like the first person that comes to mind is actually Melania Trump. Of course, yeah. <laughs> but apart from that, Luka Doncic, okay, who's um, and we've got a lot of good uh, sports people, but I'm not into sports, so don't ask me any follow up questions, please. And, and how how do you say good health in Slovenian? Uh, dobro zdravje. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> you can repeat that, Eugene. Yeah, I can. Dobro zdravje. I can. It, it <laughs> sounds almost like either in Russian or Ukrainian. Okay. Um, now let's jump to healthcare system. Just out of curiosity, right? Because one would think right. um, two million-ish people, you know, smaller population, could and should be more progressive. Maybe, maybe not. Or okay, so. Big question. Uh, several things to say there. So, uh, well, you know, it's just said a small country. Um, we currently have a huge crisis uh, with uh, primary care doctors, so the shortage of GPs. So 130,000 people uh, don't have their personal GP, which is a lot for a country of 2 million uh, people. What the government uh, did uh, do or is doing at the moment is that they are uh, creating special uh, doctor's offices for these patients that don't have their own GP so they can at least go there because for the last year it was pretty awful because you basically didn't know what to do. If, for example, you wanted to go to see your doctor and you learned that that doctor retired or just left the profession. So this is a challenge that we see um, globally and something that has not uh, escaped us but it's also a challenge that we've known is coming for the last 10 years so it's quite disappointing that it's you know that it hasn't been addressed earlier than now that it's really bad in terms of uh, kind of the digital infrastructure there's kind of two sides of it so we've had the national infrastructure for a very long time and that's actually something that we take for granted. Uh, so, you know, we've got the e-prescriptions, we've got the e-referrals, uh, we've got an app where basically you can see your discharge letters, uh, any medications that you took from the pharmacy and uh, several um, other things. And last week, uh, the Ministry of Health actually unveiled the new uh, digital health strategy for the next five mm. years, which I mm. would 
really love to tell you more about, but I haven't had time to, to check it yet. What we don't have, for example, uh, though, is um, digital therapeutics are really not on the radar yet or just kind of a systematic approach of introducing we, them. We have to get Megan Coder in Ljubljana. We, we need to get her over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's just like, you know, other priorities are currently at the forefront. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, in terms of the the national connect connectivity of the healthcare providers, especially hospitals, this has, it, it, it's, it's something that has been, I think, um, yeah, really great, especially in the way that I see many other um, countries struggling. Yeah. But, you know, when you have a smaller country, it's always easier in that sense. Yeah, well, it's impressive, though, too. We have a living in a small country here in Ireland, and we don't have a national joined-up system. So so it's only, you know... Only what 20. do you have? You know, it's... You know, this the, the strength of the system, but, the, yeah, the, the whole... The architecture, the data, the discharge, you know, um, do we have e-prescriptions? Yes. Start, you know, early, early in that venture. We have no national record. You know, there's no, jo you know, joined up record. Uh, disparate hospital and, and um, pharmacy and uh, clinical systems, you know. Um, there's a lot of people fighting for it, but some good things about it, but... Um, so do you still get your prescriptions on paper and you have to go to the pharmacy to pick up the meds? It's both. It's both. There is, there, you know, we do have, we, we do have it. So it's, it's, it's both sides. Yeah. But you, mean, you go to the pharmacy, you go to a pick it up. So we can dissect and try to solve Slovenia's and <laughs> Ireland's uh, healthcare system, but I actually <laughs> maybe just go back to the 200 plus, 250 plus episodes. Um, right. Chasa, not to pick your favorites, but more like, were there any aha moments, something that like clicked for you, something like what was, you know, what were some of the learnings maybe, or, you know, however you want to approach it, just anything that stand out for you in the six years. Shares well, the, the prettiest we, we, face of the faces. Uh, my my par my partner and I are just watching the new um, season of Star Trek. Okay, you know, <laughs> going where no one has gone before. <laughs> uh, so in that regard, I kind of am always fascinated when I get a good speaker from Africa, because I think there's just so much that we don't know. Mm -hmm. about what would work there, what wouldn't work there, um, you know, what do people need, what they don't need. So there's just these assumptions of what kind of technologies, if they were made cheap enough, would work for that market. And um, one thing that I thought was interesting last year was that basically um, a lot of the equipment comes to Africa secondhand because you can't really produce anything in Africa because there's no infrastructure there mm. for the production. So you don't have production facilities mm. as you would have in the US or Europe or Asia. So that was one of one of the thoughts that kind of stuck with me if mm. I just limit myself to one. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And I think, I mean, there's just a 
there's so many opportunities to help people. And there are awesome entrepreneurs. I've met amazing entrepreneurs. Actually, I'm just rewinding back. Um, I don't remember the name, to be honest, but one of the, when Health Excel was launched as an accelerator years and years and yeah. years ago. Uh, yes. And the company, Seth, Seth that's right. That's right. And, yeah, and from, uh, Ghana, they, Ghana, from, from Ghana, Ghana they, they sold to a Dutch company, I think, right? Uh, at some right. point. But, he was amazing. Yeah. He was amazing. Yeah. He was this beautiful awesome. entrepreneur, and yeah, the he had the 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 he just sat on stage. We were all doing the pitches. It kind of, you know, it was kind of one of those style, you know, where we put everyone up on stage, and we had a great, fantastic audience of hundreds of people. And he walked up on stage in his, you know, kind of, you know, Gunny's, uh, uh, you know, how would you describe, it? you know, clothes, and and he just sat there on stage and with this big smile. smile. I just remember smile. With, That's right. He just smiled. And the whole crowd, he didn't say anything. Like he was the most amazing pitch I've ever seen. He just sat there and just smiled at the at the whole, and everyone just fell in love with the guy, and just they're smiling back at him. And then they it broke to a. a were you there at that event? Everyone broke into clapping, and then he pitched. His I, company. I, I, so I was. <laughs> it yeah, was one yeah, of the most I amazing. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was amazing. Awesome. He just sat there um, smiling at people, and everyone smiling back, and we're like, "How did he do that?" <laughs> genius. Exactly. Genius, right. <laughs> The smile. Jim Joyce, do you want to go to your famous question? Oh, I didn't. Yeah, absolutely. Didn't even... Absolutely. So, okay. What's... Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I didn't, I didn't warn Chasa on it. That's okay. Right. Yeah. So, it, so put yourself in your way back machine and you are, so you're walking down the beautiful streets of uh, Sylvania and someone says to you, good health, <laughs> Slovenian language. And you look and it's a and it's this in incredibly energetic, exciting um, young student or just formerly a student that had studied, you know, modern journalism and was thinking of hosting her own podcast. And she was looking to get into the digital healthcare space and she wanted to start up her own company. But she was but she'd heard, oh, my God, it's Chasa, Chasa, you got to tell me after interviewing 250 people and traveling the world and studying healthcare and working for medical journals and interviewing so many people, what's the one piece of advice that you give me as I start up my new digital healthcare company? Believe in yourself. That was quick. If it's what, yeah, but it is. And I mean, if you, if you do what you love doing, uh, and if you're not doing it for short-term gains, then it's easy to do, you know, if you're there for the longer run. Love so it. I said to myself, you know, when I started doing the podcast, I said to myself, I'm not going to be bothered by metrics. I'm When I'm 40, I'm going to look back and see where I got. Mm. So I, I, I've got uh, five more years uh, <laughs> before being 40. So now I'm starting to to think about uh, maybe I need to start thinking a bit more uh, business-wise and strategically. <laughs> more strategically <laughs> and, and more act tactically. Yeah, but you got time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Love yeah. it. Awesome. Love it. Be believe in yourself. When I'm 40 one day, I'll look back on my metrics. But <laughs> 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 You wish, Jim. You wish. I wish, well, I wish, I wish. On that note, thank you for joining us. Uh, was Thank you fun. for having me. And uh, to all I of our viewers, the yeah, well, it's it was it was time, it was time. And for all the listeners and uh, viewers, just hit subscribe. And uh, Jim, 
we will see our listeners next week. We're 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 on. Well, it, we're on. I'm in Florida next week, so time zone wise, we'll we'll work we'll, it out. We'll <laughs> figure right. it out, but we're on. All right. Cheers. <laughs> All right.